Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This podcast is being brought to you and created by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to edit and record your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast to all of the platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to get your podcast going. When you're ready to start your podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back. This is another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. Today, I have returning Roundtable guest, Christian, and new to the Roundtable, Brian. Hey, folks. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. How was you all's weekend? Mine is continuing tomorrow, so it's been great. Oh, Four yeah. day weekend. I was so confused with what that meant. Yeah, tomorrow's a holiday. Yeah. Al- allegedly. But I have to work, so it's not really a holiday for me. Mm. I'll shut my mouth. And it's President's Day, so I kind of would rather work. Yeah. So, <laughs> just, I, you can, I can use that day for something else. This is true. So, anything interesting been going on? I'll let Brian go first since this is his first time. Anything interesting going on? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not really. I'm buying records. I like vinyls. I'm getting into that game. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Christian? My love life sucks. Okay. <laughs> because of that attitude. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's uh, no. I've been chill, man. Everything's been good. Uh, my kids are happy. I'm happy. Work is good. My friends are good. I can't complain. That's good. I'm very, very happy. Any interesting projects coming up? Uh, yes, uh, but I can't talk about. Them. Oh, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, so you want those NDA type non-disclosure? NDA, yeah, that sounded so perverted. Yeah, um, what, NDA, NDA, <laughs> non-disclosure. Oh, I'm gonna give you that NDA, baby. <laughs> yeah, that part, that's gross. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm just making two uh, big collaborations um, in the city, but I haven't finalized the paperwork, and they told me not to say anything, so I can't uh, really. You can't make an announcement. Not yet, okay. but this week should be it, and I'm freaking stoked. 
Okay. Right. Don't be one of those people where something comes up and you have to, you have to instantly announce it. Oh yeah, no. Move in silence. No, for sure. But you asked. Like no, I'm just saying. Like, oh. As far as like in general. <laughs> oh yeah, general, yeah. Oh, that's always. because it's work. But if it's something that you have something coming up. Oh yeah, no. Always. Then yeah, move in silence. Always. Oh well, Brian. Welcome to the round table. Thank you. Uh, I am drinking Stella Rosa Black. Shout out to Montreal from the previous episode for hooking me up with that. Brian, what are you drinking? Jameson Irish Whiskey. Hmm. And Christian, what are you drinking? Blue Moon. Belgian White. For all my Blue Moon haters. There's a lot out there. Yeah. Well, I'm one of them. Shout out to I mean, I never never had them, so I don't know. Wait, what? Now, how are you What's a hater? Who are you on? Because it, I'm, I'm not a beer person. Uh, oh. You just hate all beer. You're yeah. just an all-around beer hater. Yeah, That's I just okay. don't like beer. Now, if it's somewhere where I have to drink beer, I would drink it, and then I'll just go into the bathroom and cry. Because <laughs> like, I'm just trying to envision that this is vodka. What what situation would you be in where you had to drink beer? If we're at a bar that serves nothing but it, beer. like it's, Isn't that a restaurant downtown that Party. serves nothing but beer? Uh, like, like a, um, like a brewery. No, they're known for that. They don't have like. Wine. I don't think they I have think... spirits. I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. <gasps> Wait a minute. Did... We got shots there. Yep, we got shots. Okay. But was it the draft? We shots? did get shots. Nope. We got the regular draft shots, right? The flight. Mm-hmm. But we also had a shot of something, because okay. I can remember. That makes sense. When we went, um, Lewin ordered shots or somebody. It's been a while, so I don't know. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Because we're talking about shots? Mm-hmm. Shots, No, shot, we, we shot, said no, shot, Nick, and shot. I was thinking about their food. and Their food wasn't that great. To me, it wasn't that great. I can't I remember know. what we ate. It's been, it's been we didn't eat. For me to remember. Oh. We went down. We had, I think we had pizza at your house, mm. and then we went downtown. Mm-hmm. You mean like their selection of food wasn't that great? Yeah, no, we didn't eat oh, when we were there. Not good. No, I've been there before. Oh, 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 oh. Prior to Sorry. like hanging out with you all, I had the the um, it was that bacon cheeseburger, and mm-hmm. they used the golden donuts as the buns. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was just I don't know. It was like something was missing, and I know like um, I had a burger similar to that. It was called. It was a place. Oh my god, what's this place called? It's in Miami. Locales, locals, mm-hmm. and their burger was on Krispy Kreme donuts. Wow. And it was so good. But what they did is that they used one donut, cut it, Split it. and then the Instead glaze. Of two right. So the glazed side was um, in the inside part. So that way, when you're biting the uh, burger, you won't be all glazed with your hands and mm-hmm. stuff. So the glaze was where the meats and the cheese. That sounds and all pretty that good. Was. I can do that. Speaking of burgers, I was like, this close of shooting up to Atlanta to go to the Vortex. Yeah. I just talked about the Vortex today. That needs to happen soon. We need to do like a Vortex trip. Mm-hmm. There's a commercial for a fast food restaurant, which I will not use the name, on television where they compare their bur- burger to a gourmet burger. I was like, heck no, dude. That is not a gourmet burger. A gourmet burger, to me, mm-hmm. is the vortex. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It is good. I always get the freaky tiki. 
That's one of the best burger places, and I'm glad you took me there because I had never been there before. Many times you go to Atlanta and go to that little Five Points area, you have never been to the Vortex. Right. For the last, like, ten years. Jeez. And so you were like, let's go to the Vortex. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know why the hell I never wanted to go there. Or it never occurred to me to go there. Yeah. It's never, not like I would go up there broke. You might have never heard of it. No, I walked by no, it. No, it's, oh. like, it's like you can't <laughs> you miss you it. You cannot miss it. It's a big-ass, you know. Skull yeah. entrance. It's amazing, though. And the wooden penis. Once you go in, you'll never forget it. That's the uh, that's the one in Midtown. You oh, Midtown, huge wooden penis. And they have the um, the Laugh and Skull, which is the comedy place they have in the back part of the restaurant in Midtown. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the one we need to go to then. That's the one with the giant penis and the the Laugh and Skull, and you can see like who's gonna be like doing stand up during that time. Mm. Normally, they have like stand up like Wednesdays, Thursdays, and sometimes Fridays. I don't mm. think they have them on weekends as much. Huh? But they're real. Things. They're real good. The comedians. Shout out to the, yeah, the comedians. Well, I never. Yeah, I think the I only seen one where um, it was the guy from. He was on Dave Chappelle. I forgot his name. Charlie Murphy. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Charlie Murphy. I I wouldn't know Charlie Murphy. It was someone. No, I take that back. We didn't see him at the Laughing Skull. We saw him at the actual comedy club in Atlanta. And that was over there near Georgia Tech. But it's the guy, I forgot his name. He was on the Chappelle show. He was older looking. Um, he had like a little like low cut haircut like mine's. I'm a once I, I once we finish we'll this, Google. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna Google it. Google. So okay. but I I don't know. Now every time that we go to Atlanta, it's kinda like a tradition that we have to eat at the Vortex. No matter if we try a new restaurant or we see a restaurant that uh, we saw on the internet or on TV, we're already there and we're like, oh, we got to try this place out and then you go to the board. we'll go to the Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. Old reliable. Right. I yep. mean, it, I've never had a bad experience there, so I, 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 I love it. Well, speaking of tradition, that's kind of what we're going to get into today. Oh. Now... Just a disclaimer, I'm younger than my guest, Mm -hmm. so they are kind of more... Old and jaded. No, they're (laughs) kind of used to certain traditions and household and, Mm -hmm. and just pop culture and current events. So what's your definition of tradition? Yeah. Go ahead, Christian. It's a good one. Uh, I mean, tradition can cover so much, right? So we're talking, you can go anything from family tradition to generational tradition to Mm. um, societal, right? What Mm -hmm. we do as a society. Uh, Tradition is a really important topic to me just because, you know, I feel like as I'm getting older, you see a lot of our traditions changing Mm -hmm. in all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I have a hard... I don't have really a hard time of adapting, but, like, when it impacts me... In personally? It personally, yeah, it's a major change with things that I've been used to, like relationships, for example, or mm. how relationships used to be, right? Or, like, a traditional relationship. Right. Uh-huh. And compared to what they are today, mm. it's, like, mind-blowing. So I'm just, like, happy being single. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, but 
for me, it's tradition is just, yeah, it's, it's something you do consistently, right? That, that defines what we're talking about. Yeah. Defines who you are. Could maybe. Be. No, not really. It okay. could be. So tradition to me, I mean, the first thing that pops in my head is like family traditions, right? Mm-hmm. But I get cultural and traditional things. Right. But when I hear the word tradition, I think of family tradition. Yeah, that, I got too deep with mine. No, no. Years, I, I, I want to talk about some of yours. That's really good. No, I'm thinking like Thanksgiving, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Stuff That's with the nice. family. Yeah. Like, this is our tradition. We do this vacation every year. Every year on this weekend, we go to the beach or something like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. So tradition for me is like in my head anyways, and I would love to talk about other other things um, that are traditional, uh, but is like family tradition. So mainly when you think of that word, you just instantly just click in your head, just family. Yeah. And how does you, like, how do you all, when it comes to a tradition, how do you, like, start it? What certain things that you all do mm. to start something where it has to be, like, a weekly or monthly or yearly thing? And, like, what comes to your mind that is kind of, like... When you're setting up the tradition, how it's going to affect the family members you're trying to set this up with. If that makes sense. Oh, family members. Um, you got to get their buy-in, right? It's like anything else. To For me, you know, you get their buy-in. Do you want to do this? What do you think about this? Um, does this sound like fun? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the setup for it, right? It's the, the right questions to it, ask. It's like anything. It's like being a leader. In a you know in an organization, you try to get their buy-in first, and you want to get feedback from everybody and incorporate that into your plan. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's family. Good. That's what makes me think of that. And it's weird because before we started recording, you said church, right? And that mm-hmm. was kind of like um, for me growing up, like I didn't, we couldn't really afford to have traditions. Right. So Mm -hmm. my mom was always working and then my brothers and I were just kind of raising ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we never really had anything to really look forward to. Right. Like we weren't going to say, oh, man, this weekend we're going to go. I lie. Sometimes my brother, my oldest brother would take me to New York and that became kind of a tradition on the weekends. Right. So Mm -hmm. New York eventually became a tradition where we would just take the subway up there and just walk. Right. But I didn't look at it as a tradition until I got older. Right, but really, in the, in like surviving the way we did, we couldn't. Re- we never really had plans or vacations or things like that. Which now that I'm a dad and I see my kids, I try to making those for them. Like my little daughter, I would take her to the carousel on Sundays. Yeah. Now that every Sunday I take Logan to play pool. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I have to figure out what brings them the most joy, and it and it changes every couple years. Right. You know, and that, what you're saying there, tradition is about bringing about positive and, and good memories, right? Mm-hmm. You're not going to say, well, our tradition is to, you know, do something negative every month or something like that. Tradition right. is all about, you know, creating memories, right? And good ones, positive and good ones. Yeah. yeah, and figuring out what it is that... Makes I think that's the easiest way to keep families happy, to be honest. You know, to do small stuff with the family. I know 
some families play board games and yeah, you know, game night, game nights, and maybe they go uh, margarita nights, right? When you when you're with your wife or or your Wednesdays. girls' night or guys have guys' night, yeah. those little things. Those are traditions, right? Yeah. So absolutely, it's interesting. I just never, I was never really big in, um, into them until I had kids. Yeah, is I guess what I'm, I say all that to say. But did you understand tradition growing up, like? Why are we doing this at a certain time? Even like, say, if it was never explained to your parents, why? Like for me, like every Sunday we had to go to church. There was no reason. I was I would ask like, why are we going to church? <laughs> like, is this something like? It's. I feel like I was forced mm-hmm. to go right. because that's what they did. But I didn't understand the whole process. Mm-hmm. So, what if? You have you're in a situation where you just don't understand why we're doing certain things on a recurrent basis, like like the church thing. I mean, what if I don't want to be religious, but I'm like going to church, right? Because right. it's, it's it's a family tradition. So, like, what, yeah. have you ever been in a situation like that? Oh God, yeah. See, I went to Catholic school, right? My my all the way up till seventh grade, as much of a little shit that I was, but. Like, we'd go to Catholic school, and it was expected. It was expected for me to go to confessions on Sundays. On Fridays with the school. Sundays with the family. You know, and we lived two doors down from the church. There was no excuse. So it was... Over time, though, I like what you said, because over time I was like, I don't want to be religious. Like, I love God, and I'm, I accept God, and I'm, and I'm that's my homie, right? And I'm like, I know there's something there. But religion started not making sense to me mm. as I started getting older. And whether it was the way it was presented to me or whatnot. But anyway, it did feel forced, a lot of it. And so I was, but I had to be, I had to, at a young age, I had to say, I have no choice right now. Yeah. Like, I have to go. Otherwise, I'm yeah. going to get in trouble. Right? And it didn't yeah. feel right for me to get in trouble for something that I didn't want to do. Mm. Right? And so yeah. there's a lot of com- confliction and all that. So as I got older, though, I started taking my kids to church. Mm-hmm. And as a young, just to build that foundation, to see if, if they enjoyed it as they got older. Because mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot of times yeah. until I started actually paying attention and realizing that a lot of the stuff that was being said just wasn't really impacting me. Yeah. And so... My kids eventually got to that point where they were like, meh, like I could do without. And I was like, okay. So I would never force it on them. But did you feel bad when they said, okay, we've been doing this and I'm just not getting anything out of it? No. Because you have certain people and certain households would still enforce that because they are the head of the household or it is imperative that we have to continue to doing this because it was passed down for generations. And not even just church. Like for me... Back when I was growing up, you know, once you graduate high school, you had to go to college. Right. There was like no, right. you had Absolutely. to go to college. Same thing for me. Our generation it was too. not, there was no discussion. Right. There was nothing. You're not staying at home. You're getting, you're going to further your education on regardless of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You, it was, it was planted in our brain, mm-hmm. whether you wanted it or not. So like with me, when my first year out in college, I was like, I'm doing this because my dad wanted me to go to this specific school because his dad went to that school mm-hmm. and, you know, just trying to follow the the typical footsteps. And like with me, I don't, I don't follow footsteps. I make them. Amen. So I want to Ooh. make my own, like that. make Ooh. my own path. But 
Has it ever been a situation where you were in your household where it was something you just did not want to do traditionally and you want to rebel against it? Did you feel did it, did it make you feel less of a family member, you know, that you did not want to partake in certain things that the family did? Uh, yeah. Okay. So getting away from when I was a kid, when I got, okay, you got to, let me give you a little background. When I was growing up, my dad was in the military. We moved around a lot, and it was just us, right? You, Mom. Me, Mom. Kara. My sister, one of my sisters, and me, right? Mm -hmm. So we're moving around all over the place. We didn't have family, so there was no, like, traditional big family kind of stuff, right? Very rarely. You know, we'd get together if we were on vacation, and we came down here if we went to see Dad's family in Missouri or Delaware or whatever. But it wasn't like a traditional kind of thing. So when I got older into adulthood and got married, it was really weird for me to have this big family gathering for some holiday. I, and it was overwhelming. You know, for me, Christmas, right, tradition, Christmas was getting up, lounging around, spending the time with your immediate family and not doing nothing but playing with your toys and eating. Just with the immediate family. Right. So when I got older and we had to go from this house to that house and big groups and you got and then maybe you have to go back to the other house for something else. And then you have your own thing at your own house. I did not want to do it. So as an adult, actually, I rebelled against it. Um, yeah, because I didn't want to do it. And how did how did your parents like take it? Or did they? It like wasn't so much my parents because I don't think my 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 spouse's parents or my parents knew necessarily <laughs> but my spouse knew that I did not like doing this jumping around and running around I just wanted to spend just the time with the me you know her and my son your boy yeah and that was it so but how did she take it mm, she was used to going around from place to place you know from her grandmother's house to her parents house you know she was used to that that's how she grew up Whereas I didn't. So it did take me years, actually, of Christmases um, to kind of get used to that. It was, uh, I pushed it away. Yeah, same thing for me as an adult. Yeah. I'm, look, I find I, I'm really easy. I acclimate very easily. I do. You put me in any situation, and if it makes you happy, cool, we'll try it out. If it doesn't make me happy, though, at the end of it, mm -hmm. then I have to reevaluate. Right? It's easy for me to just say, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Right. Right? But if it's some shit that I'm just not digging and it's affecting my mental health or maybe my comfort right. zone, right? Yes. I don't mind getting out of my comfort zone either, but I've got to get something in return from it. Mm -hmm. Right? I have to feel like I actually enjoy it. Otherwise, why the hell are you going to do it? Right. You know? And why would you force somebody to do some shit? That's, that's my mentality, and that's why I probably don't get along with a lot of people. What? I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's why would you force somebody to want to do something that doesn't make them happy? Yeah. If it makes you happy, I understand. Yeah. And I get, right? There's that little bit of selfishness where you're like, well, that right. makes me happy. That's right. So you can't meet me in the middle? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I can't. Mm. Like I really can't. Mm. You know, and it's it's there's a level I think there that one has to really evaluate and say, how much of this can I really take? Like is it going to benefit all of us to do it? Because in the, in the sense of you being selfish, you, you, you are overlooking the other person's 
comfort and and feeling. I don't know. Mm. Okay, what? Well, being as you said that, we can that can be done like in this modern generation. Say if that situation was like in the past, it would be a completely different like outcome oh, of it. Yeah. Like if I was growing up and I told my mom or my dad like I don't want to go to church, I will be like immediately like punish or kind of like disown. Not saying that they would, but right, 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 you know, right, right. back then, oh, yeah. it was so you had no choice. Yeah, you know, it was so much stuff that was just enforced as kids to mm-hmm. to do. Like we had to go to our aunt's house for the family get together. Mm, and, right. Know, yeah, we, no choice. Right. We don't like the bitch, but we still had to go. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Right. So now in this generation, we can enforce. I mean, y'all as parents, y'all can enforce things, but give the the children this like the alternative to see. Let's see where this goes and. If you like it, we can just make this uh, weekly, monthly thing or yearly thing. And if not, you know, we can just try something else as a family. Right. So how do you think situations like that Mm -hmm. would be like in the past? Not just with families, just with other life things like marriage. Like, you know, it was tradition that you had to get married. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, in certain countries, (laughs) in certain countries... Sure. If you have a daughter and they're like eight, sixteen, you have to be looking for someone to marry. Mm-hmm. That And if you don't, you know, if you don't marry them, I don't know. I'm not sure what the punishment mm-hmm. is. You get beheaded or something. I don't know. <laughs> but it's it's something. It's something of that sort. Extreme, yeah. And it's something extreme. So being that we're more, I would say, Liberal. in the past, <laughs> that open minded. Open minded. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, now we're open minded, but yeah. it was never like that in the past. No. no. Like, you couldn't do this before marriage. You had to get married. Right. And if once you get married, you know, it was certain things because to keep it in that family circle that had to be under wraps. So if there was a lot of skeletons in your closet, Mm. you know, it can't be dished out. Mm. Now, everybody posting shit on Facebook. So whenever something's going on, everyone knows. Yeah. But how... In your opinion, how has tradition changed over the years? Yeah. It's a big one. You know, we all have completely different backgrounds. And I think we also have completely different outlooks on the world. So this is very interesting to me. I would say, yeah, so there is that tradition, right? When you grow up. You graduate high school, you go to college, or after college, you get married, you buy a house, you start having kids and all that kind of stuff. And yes, that's kind of, that's that, that whole structure has kind of gone to the wayside. And is that bad? I don't think that's bad at all. I, 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 I like people, to, you know, I'm all, I'm all about live and let live. I like people to live their lives, and if it makes them happy, let them do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not killing anybody. They're not hurting themselves, you know, which we try to prevent. If it's, you know, as people, we, we should care about each other, but um, I'm all about traditions changing. Now, I will say that when I compare myself uh, to both of you, my great friends, that I'm probably, you know, I, I probably raised my son in a more uh, 
controlled environment. I, I don't want to be that guy. Trust me. I, I want him to grow up thinking he can do whatever the heck he wants to do as long as it makes him happy. He doesn't have to go to college. Mm-hmm. I want him to be happy. Whatever career he chooses, um, whatever he chooses in life to do, I, I just want him to be happy and healthy, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to encourage that. But I would definitely say that, you know, my head is kind of wired to be more traditional. Mm-hmm. You're you're very open um, with your with your son and y- your family and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ideas I mean, about how things should go and all that kind of stuff. So, But even with me being that way, like, I see you with Grady, and I think you just do a phenomenal job. Like, I don't see anything negative with the yeah. way you raise me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's yeah. just different styles. Yeah. You know, plus we know our children are completely different people, right? right? Like, Logan and Grady are two completely different souls. Right. I couldn't talk to Grady the way I talked to Logan. And yeah. that's just facts. But Logan also has had a harder background. You know, growing up, he's had a harder time yeah. than Grady. Grady's, thank God, he's had it really well, you know, yeah. for the most part. Yeah, if you joked around with Grady the way you joke around with Logan, Grady might take it personally and get upset. He would crumble, <laughs> yeah. He'd be like, why? Logan would just be like, whatever, you know. Right. But it's, uh, but I had to find a way, you know, to, um, to raise Logan that way. It was almost kind of my only way to do it, to make sure that he was raised properly. Right. You know? Yeah. Given his... Given the temperament of his of his upbringing, yes. being going between households of his mom and my grandma, or his grandma and in my house, and then me figuring everything out, and then keeping him distant from all that. So anyway, that was that's a whole other topic. But um, yeah, I th- I think I think it's okay to have different traditions for sure. You know, um, now that I'm saying all, it's it's okay to have those different traditions, but. Going back to the to the meat of it, like talking about relationships. So when we were growing up, yeah, right, which would probably be even you, you would fit in our generation generational gap, mm-hmm. almost. I'm towards old. the tail end. I'm much no, older than but, you guys. Yeah, but still, <laughs> but still, because his parents came yeah. from your generation too, right? I got you. So yeah, so it's all similar, you know, where it was ingrained in your skull for me too, and coming from a Latin family. You have to, you know, get married. You have to give us kids. You have to do this. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of have tos, right? Right. And so, being raised by a single mom, I learned how to treat a woman properly, and I, that was one thing that actually I I took from my mom, and I that was a traditional thing for me was you can have as many divorces as you want, kind of thing, you know, and have but and have as many kids as you want, but you had to. Make sure that at the end of it, you treated the woman right, and that you treat your partner right, and that you're committed. Yeah, I was probably the only one of my brothers that took that to heart to yeah. be 100% committed. And and I feel I just had this conversation with a, um, an ex a while ago. I said um, I feel like I ask for too much because I come from a generation, and this is is funny that we even talking about this today. I come from a generation where I I feel like I'm. I ask for too much in return when I don't ask for anything. I give one million percent to my yeah. partner. I expect a million percent back. Right. This generation, unfortunately, not to bash anybody out mm. there, but for the majority, they have a hard time giving back. Right. So that's where I'm. I am at right now in a relationship standpoint, because as you guys know, I've gone through my girlfriends in the last five years 
from all age groups, and and they all act the same. And it's because I don't, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. I can't identify. But I think the tradition of it today is so open, or is it a tradition, or is it just you know I like, like lack of lack of. I like multiple partners. Mm. I like being. I met a girl the other day. She was married, two kids, ten years. Mm. Has a boyfriend and mm-hmm. a girlfriend, mm-hmm. and was trying to get me. Mm. You know, I'm not judging. What if that if that really works for you and somebody's down and is like, yeah, that's fine, then cool. But there's a lot of that shit going on, mm-hmm. more than I would ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And now I'm running into females who just have all these other dudes on the side. Plus, you have social media. They're always on Snapchat, mm-hmm. snapping other dudes. Mm-hmm. They're always on DMs. I mean, it's nonstop. So what the, what the what the fuck am I supposed to do at this point, you know? Yes, the what information age, social media has made that easier. Yeah. And it's kind of made it more accepted, right? Um yeah. It's almost like that behavior has become tradition. It's interesting how traditional you are when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. and how you should treat um women. The, the woman you are with, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah, that you're with at the time. But you're still so open-minded when mm. it comes to raising your own family. That's right. And and I was raised with that same mentality that, you know, my mother taught me this is how you should treat a woman, you know, with respect, um, you know, tell her you love her, that you care about her, make sure she knows it, you show it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to instill that in my son. Exactly. But at the same time, traditionally, like you, like I was saying, you're you're more open with your own children and how they behave and act than probably I am, right? Mm-hmm. And my mom really shoved this into my head, and that is Southern tradition, right? And I'm trying to back off some of this with my son because he's getting older. I don't want him to grow up thinking that the world is all roses, you know? I, yeah, he needs to know that it's going to be tough, so I'm... I, it's really it's hard, hard for me because I love him so much and I really want to protect him, but I, I need to let him grow up a little bit. And I'm just now starting to learn that, probably over the last six months. I'm trying to figure out, but it's it's really hard but for again, me. again, you're gauging it based off of how you know your son is. Yeah. You know the limits. Yeah, but did I, did I, did I, did I influence that so much that that... That that influenced who he is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. I feel like I need to backpedal a little bit on that, you know, being so traditional. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, now in this day and age, tradition for certain things in the household is not as extreme how it was in the past. Right. Like, you'll have your typical family vacations and all that. For me... What me, well, what my family does, uh, every one Sunday out of the month, we will go to my mom's house and we'll have our Sunday dinner. Mm-hmm. And ever so often, between that time, uh, uh, any other Sunday, we will all meet up um, at the mall to go to Auntie Annie's because it's pretzel day. We mm-hmm. pretzels. Mm-hmm. You know, that's little small <laughs> things. Um because we, like my mom, she's a minister. My sister, you know, she's a single parent. And me working and doing all this other shit. Like, we don't have the time <laughs> to do the things Creative. that we normally do. 
Mm. But from a tradition standpoint, from a tradition standpoint, yeah, yeah, but yeah. just those little small things is what comes comes together, brings us together as you know a family to enjoy our time, laugh, talk about what's going on. We don't. It's not enforced that we have to do it. It's something that just okay. We all can come together to meet up and eat and. You know how much of a blessing that is, though. It is, because but I thought you guys get along, right? And I don't, and I don't think like certain um, people in this day and age they don't understand like those small things yeah. that that try to keep a tradition going. Mm. So, do you think that people just hypothetical? You don't think that people have those little small traditions that they do as far as... I won't even say with family, just with... I think that with... My, in my opinion, I think people have more traditional things with their friends more than family. So do you think yeah. that's a bad thing? You're saying these days they yes. have more traditional things with their friends? Yeah, your friends have really become more... You know, more like, blood than blood. Like family these days. Yeah. Right? So absolutely. But think about it, right? So we have this generation. I've been doing, a, you know, me and people, and I always I, I creep on them, and I and I really study people <laughs> from. It's, I'm I'm fucking insane, but like I take age groups, because I'm at that weird age where I can date young and I can date old. Mm. So it's a, it's it's a beneficial for me to understand. Not too young. Not too young. Not anymore. Right. <laughs> not too old. But from experience, you take twenty one. <laughs> To, let's say, 28. Yeah. You've got this group of people. Yeah. Female and male. At, and be on your, what, 33? Two. 32. So, a little bit young before his generation. You've got this 21 to 28 crowd. The ones who have been really influential in snapping their exes and snapping multiple partners and snapping... And I'm, I hate to go back to this, but this is... my. To get back to his point, that little cluster of folks comes from a jaded household mm. where in your time, in my time, mm-hmm. maybe more your time, parents did everything in their power to stay together for their kids, mm. no matter how you're right, terrible you're right. it got. Right. And you know yeah, I'm right. From experience. From experience. Most parents, that was the tradition of a relationship was right. to stay together and the second that the kids turned 18 and got out of the house and went to college those parents got divorced. Yeah. Or not. Or maybe or they not. stayed together, yeah, right? Forced it. Right. Sure. But there was so much and then it transitioned, right? You had that dynamic right. to where it transferred to divorce became it. Shit's not working. We're getting divorced. We're not even trying. It, it, it took a massive change. And I'm talking about not everybody, but I'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. in large clusters. That family change of where the divorce became okay. Yeah. It was teaching these 21 to 28 year old groups. Yeah. That you didn't need to invest in anybody. So I'm, I'm, my point to all that is I think that. But why, but why be miserable? Why live your life right. no, in a no. miserable situation? You're absolutely right. You only right. get one, right? You're absolutely right. Yellow. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not saying that parents should have ever stayed together, right? I'm, and I'm yeah. not. Say, I'm not saying that the ones who divorced was the best thing to do. Yeah. But I think there was no, a lack yeah. of communication no. where, where instead of telling your kids, mm. "Hey, look, it just didn't work out between you, me, and mom," mm-hmm. or you know, me and mom. 
It's not your fault. Whatever. And you had a little cluster of that. But I'm telling you from the experience of what I've seen. and yeah. You know I've talked to thousands of fucking people. Right, I've right, talked right. to thousands of people. Right. And I've had conversations like this day in and day out. You're plugged into the young generation. I'm plugged into all generations. Yeah. So, But this fucking age group, somewhere along the way, they got jaded from divorces mm. and abusive parents or mm. negligent parents or people or parents who just... Who, if you were to get divorced... You didn't do it the right way like you did, where you make sure your kids are right. They just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Now kids are going from household to household, living all this shit, mm-hmm. and it's happened since the dawn of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about this fucking age group, the mm-hmm. the one that I'm spe- specifically spelling out. They have gone through so much shit, and they have never learned how, even if it's tradition changing, tradition gone wrong, whatever it is. They were they were never taught how to be raised work on it. or work work on themselves. They were never encouraged. It's it's a whole clusterfuck of a, of a thing. It was yeah, just interesting to think about. <clears throat> yeah, you know the impact of and the change of tradition to the impact of what it is. But there's just there was a there was like a skip of of it was almost a skip of like common sense. I don't know what it is. It was something was missed in that group of people, and now we. Luckily, our kids now I can see, and even and even. Even the the younger kids who are like my daughter, who's nineteen, just now t- growing into the twenty one. Now that younger group is yeah. maturing into I think what it's supposed to be. Again, this is from experience of me talk. It's just y'all. I'm getting way too fucking deep. I haven't hit a blunt. I'm just saying like <laughs> there is. Now you just said something interesting. What it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be in my head. Right. Right. So Right. But I'm th- but and I don't mean it that way. Yeah, I don't mean I know, what it's I supposed know. to be. I'm talking about we all know what the fuck Tr- what we know traditionally, the between, well, traditionally. We, traditionally what's what's right and wrong. At the end of the day, we can live however the fuck we want to live. Yeah. But we know what's right and wrong. Right? Yeah. Some people live wrong and not knowing that they're doing wrong is my point. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so all, what I'm saying is we have this newer generation coming up mm. that they know what's up. I think they're learning from the mistakes of their elders at this point and the people that are a little bit older than them. So it's just, it's interesting, dude. It's interesting to see because I deep dive into people. Yeah. And I I'm, I mean, I have to. I have yeah. to understand, you know, that's what I do for a living. So I have to understand the behavior of people. Mm. This topic is really, really important to me because here I am, I'm a single dad trying not to be a single dad. But, you know, how do you... Am I supposed to be in a relationship? Am I not supposed to be in a relationship? Should I just focus on my business? Should I just focus on... You know, I'm always focused on my kids, but I mean, like... I use this as an example because it's like... You know, I just have... I'm I'm trying to understand it. Mm Mm-hmm. To better put myself in a better position. Because times have changed so much, bro. I'm telling you. I can make it work with somebody. You know this. Yeah. But I haven't found... And Lord knows, we've all been in a situation where we've had to make it work with, with an individual. And it was <laughs> and it was challenging. Tried. And yeah. we tried. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But it's... I almost feel like I'm such a fucking complicated individual. Which I know I'm not. I'm not saying that to boohoo me. But it makes me feel sometimes like I'm so complicated and that I'm asking for way too much in return. I don't know. 
and this isn't part of the subject for this, but it's yeah. just, it all ties in. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just interesting to me, this whole tradition. This is a fucking great topic. Dude. It is. For real, for real. Because it, it goes so many different ways, and it's so interesting to me. Because somewhere along the way, there's a disconnect. And then and the question for me is, is tradition beneficial to society, or is it not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe certain traditions? When you're talking, I mean, like, you know, we can say As racism a is a tradition. Oof. You know? We can go there, Let's, yeah. but we're not. But I'm Let's just not saying. say that. But you know, it's it's generational tradition. Yeah, you know, so it, there's so many different types. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, generational tradition, right? Right. Regional tradition, right? Um, Demographics, um, all of that that, yeah. that that take place. Yeah, it, it can go so many different ways. That's why I love this topic so much. Well, speaking of generational traditions, do you <laughs> think that now that we're in our own uh, or in this particular generation, that certain generations from your family in the past are not, you know, active currently? Yeah. Is that something, is that a bad thing? Is that, a, like... Give me an example. I know what you're saying. Like, um, I would say... Say you were supposed to, like, your dad and your dad's dad, they all married one particular... They all married mm. someone, like, in California. Uh-huh. Right. They, that, was, that was their tradition. They would mm-hmm. go to California, yes. work somewhere at Silicon Valley or some shit, and then they would marry some Silicon Valley. Some, some blonde heifer. Yeah. All of a sudden, you go to Silicon Valley and you marry someone, but they're originally from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And... It's, it's not the traditional thing. So do you think that it's good that certain traditions in the family have died because it's not the norm that we're in today? Because, you know, with speaking of marriage, because, you know, anybody can get married this day and age. Right. Currently. Um, if they are, well, I know everybody's legalized, but, mm-hmm. you know... It still has to be like docked in paper, but you know, back then it was traditional that all of your family members had to marry the opposite sex, ex- and not the same sex, same race, same or race, the same race. Right. Oh right. Right. Now I see more interracial couples than actual right. couples, which yeah, is sure. I'm all for. Right. But you know, traditionally it was not like that in the past. Right. And if it was like that, you were kind of like disowned from the family or mm-hmm. not being invited to the cookouts yeah. and all this other type of stuff. So you think like certain traditions in the past, you think those generational traditions, you think they died? You know, I thought I thought they did. That was the weirdest thing ever. Was it ice? It was ice. Interesting. Sorry, you just flew out your cup. <laughs> it's right. a, uh, pop or from the air conditioner. No, that's ice. That's so weird. Yeah. Okay. So yes, it is good for certain traditions to die out, yeah. right? Yeah. Absolutely. And in my opinion, everyone has the right, even people in your own family. To find their own way. Because if it makes them happy, they should be able to do it. Right? 100. Unless it's some extreme law that they're breaking and hurting other people. 
right? That's right. something totally different. Right. You're hurting somebody's feelings in your family. That's, uh, you know, who cares? Are you happy? Right. Yes, then I'm happy for you because I love you. I want you to be happy. And because you're happy, guess what? That makes me happy. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, absolutely. It's it's great for traditions that are that are that can be that can have a negative impact mm. to die out. You know, mm. I think I was just uh, I got out of a relationship with somebody who her she was it was a weird dynamic, man. Her her father's side had this tradition of being, you know, he was a man whore. His whole family slept around with the whole town kind of mentality. Mm. Yeah, but they were very um, into money and finance and wealth and, and business, and they were very savvy in that sense. Yeah. But it was a very selfish outlook. The mom's side was the complete polar opposite. But, of course, the mom's side wasn't the wealthy type, right? So, of course, it was like it was this conflicting, two generations conflicting, two, two traditions. Two different backgrounds. But mom's traditions basically had to go out the window. Mm. In order to survive, mm. craziness. Mm. So now the the, the children, mm. my ex included, mm. was in was raised with dash traditions, which were toxic, mm. right? Yeah. And so you have those situations too, where sometimes oh you can't control. You just can't control it. And then when when you have such a toxic tradition like that, what happens? The parents become so controlling. Mm-hmm. They lock the kids in financially. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm paying for everything, so blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the new generation, they're going to be, they're not going to be able to cut that rope and cut those ties to the to free money and to right. whatever. They're going to take whatever suck comes with it. Right. You know, and then, but those traditions are still their foundation. And that's fucked up. Well, that's a, that's a, that's hard, and I'm not blaming them. I'm not no, judging. It. It's just what in that it is. situation. In that situation, but I, I find that that situation happens so often. It can. There are situations, <clears throat> excuse me, as well, where it may not be the next generation, but it could be the generation after that, or the generation after that. Hopefully, it's sooner rather than right. later that a change occurs. That right. generation says, "You know what? It stops with me. Yep. That's it." Yeah. I'm not going through this anymore. That grandparent who did this X, Y, and Z, it's going to stop. And all the cousins and the siblings and everybody decide, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, it's not working. No. It's not, it's not healthy. Or... And, and generations back, generations back, that person has affected multiple generations to come yeah. in such a negative, negative way. Yeah, it's a sad, sad thing. And then, and again, it that's happens. you know that's uh, an example of a, when it's good, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. a tradition. Right, kids have to act this way and behave this way, or da- or dad's gonna lay the law down, right. rip that belt off, Sometimes and beat into somebody. You know, and 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 then all of a sudden, and and whatever that 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 granddad was doing to those children and what affected his behavior and mentality, you know, and then generations later, somebody says, that's it. Enough is enough. That's it. And they change and they're totally opposite and totally different and they raise their kids in a totally different way. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. My mom, being Puerto Rican, was raised in a hateful household. Mm. She was raised to hate or not even hate, but dislike black people or Mm. people who weren't Hispanic. Mm. I'm like, your mom's black. 
Mm. Where the hell does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But it was just, you know, granddad was from Spain. His family was deeply rooted. The racism's all over. Mm. But what I'm saying is, I was brought up in a household hearing that shit come out of people's mouths Mm -hmm. day in and day out. Mm. I was never one... I just I learned how to block it out because if I if I turned it into hatred or into such a negative feeling, shit, everything would have gone to shit. Isn't that interesting? As a young child, I always knew that's just something how, was wrong. With something that. was wrong. That's yeah. they just don't understand. Right. They just don't get it. Right. I being raised in California, only kids in my school were Mexicans and Filipinos. Mm-hmm. We had no African Americans. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Mm-hmm. No white people mm-hmm. in L- South, South LA. Mm. In the school, and all I knew as a kid was Africans and Filipinos. Mm. And we lived in an apartment complex with Africans and Filipinos. We had one white Cuban guy, but he was Cuban who spoke nothing but Spanish. Mm-hmm. So go figure, right? Mm-hmm. My point is, is that I was surrounded by that. My oldest brother had a thing for Mexicans. Like, I don't know what it, what his issues were. Javier. Mm. You know? And I don't mind calling him out because I call him on his shit in the, to his face. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but I was like, why the hell are you so ignorant? Like, I never understood what the hell that was. Mm. And I and they tried mm-hmm. to get me to see their points. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like that, here's my tradition in a package. Mm-hmm. Time for you to carry it. Fuck that. No. As a young child. You made that decision. I was that kid that you're talking You knew something about. was wrong of with Of course. That. Yeah. Absolutely. And then when yeah. I came here in the South, I never... See, we, we grew up in areas where racism wasn't a topic. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles was. Mm-hmm. L.A. riots. Especially during that time. Especially during that time. But, yeah. the, but, the, but the people affected yeah. were not in my neighborhood. It wasn't until the very cusp of the riots that I started understanding that, oh, it was more than just Mexicans and Filipinos. Mm. African-Americans actually lived. You know what I'm saying? I was five years old. That right? is so interesting you know? that you were coming to that realization at such a young age. It was thrown in my face. Because I can tell you, for me, coming from a military background as a military child, it's really interesting, though, because my mom was very traditionally Southern, right? Grew up in the South. Lived, you know, in Alabama growing up. Yeah. And and then, you know, married my, my dad, who is actually my stepdad. Uh, they got married when I was six um, from Dover, Delaware. Uh, it's just totally different because when you're a kid and you're moving around like that from duty station to duty station. Right. You you play with the kids that are there. You have no concept of. I mean, that's interesting that you caught on so young because I was totally oblivious. Yeah, I I didn't care who I was around. The whole little cul-de-sac or neighborhood that you lived in, especially on post, um, was so diverse and from different backgrounds, different races, different different shoot, even different generations. No man, yeah. you know, I'm going. You know, as a kid, you're going to play with whoever's available to play with. Exactly. You know, so I didn't see a lot of that. And and, and, and my parents weren't, weren't uh, did not bring an ounce of racism into our household. No. Very interesting. Now, I can remember family members, you know, uncles and, uh, you know, different family members who brought up racism on the regular. It was just commonplace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But we moved away from that, and I consider myself lucky that I did get to move away from that and experience different cultural backgrounds, you know? That's and wild. it opened my mind to 
you know, to the fact that live and let live. As long as people are happy, mm-hmm. leave them alone, you know? And it's good for you because that experience and, and you being Caucasian, right? Yeah. Not a man of color yeah. who would never experience racism on that side. Granted, you guys get it too. Don't get me wrong. Do we? Get cracker, blah, blah, blah. Oh. But it doesn't affect you no. the way it would affect us, right? Not, I know it does But doesn't. you understood that the the importance of acceptance and diversity yeah. at an early age, right? Yeah. So it was a blessing. I grew up around, like I said, in, a, in areas where nobody threw, but I'm Hispanic, right? So it was weird. Nobody threw the N-word at me. Nobody threw, you spick or you wet back. Because everybody was a spick and a wet back, right? So, like, <laughs> it doesn't, like we, never, we never faced that. When I went to Jersey right after the yeah. L.A. riots, yeah. I didn't understand that L.A. riots happened due to a corrupt, racist-ass police force. Mm-hmm. affecting the African American. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell the riots were about. I just knew that they were happening and that we had to go. Yeah. That was it. When we got to Jersey, we moved into an Italian-owned mob neighborhood. Mm. They were white, mm-hmm. but they spoke Italian, Spanish, mm-hmm. Portuguese. Mm-hmm. They weren't white-white. You know, yes. What we would consider just born and bred in America, and that's all we know. Right? Italians face a lot of racism. And they right? sure do. From- from the from the white Anglo-Saxon the, Protestants, right? Yeah. They face a lot of the dark hair, oh, yeah. dark eyes to the blonde There's hair some blinds. terms that are popping in my head right now that I'm not going to say out <laughs> loud. But yeah, yeah, they face racism. But no doubt. I wasn't Italian, yeah. So whatever shit they got from people, I never knew. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I heard WAP and this and that thrown yeah. away, and I never w- understood what the hell it was about. So still, racism wasn't a thing to me. Prevalent, 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 right? Where I was like understanding the impact that those things actually had, mm. and there were some people from the street, black Hispanics, that would throw the N word out as a you know courtesy call. What's up, my N word? You know, blah blah blah. And then that was norm. That was norm for me. That's what I grew up around. Mm. So here I am. I grew up, and that was part of my vocabulary because that's what I grew around with. And then I moved to Georgia, mm. and that shit completely flipped. Yeah. You know, and there was then where I was the, it wasn't even that I was dark skinned. I was in a school that was 50% black, 50% white. This was Arnold, 96. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in seventh grade, eighth, seventh grade, eighth grade, mm-hmm. Arnold. Mm-hmm. And I was the only Hispanic child mm-hmm. to ever be at this school with these kids who had ever seen, they'd never seen. So what seen you're saying is you got all the ladies. I, That's what you no. tell me. I mean... I wish. <laughs> it wasn't until high school oh. where I only had one lady. Yes. No. <laughs> You're right. No, but it was weird. It was a weird dynamic because now I got to understand racism Yeah. from being treated differently, right? Mm. And then I discover when we talk tradition, now, I, now I, that whole world was shoved down my throat. Mm. But I didn't know what the hell to do with it. Mm. I didn't even acknowledge African-American uh, racism, you know, racism mm. towards them. Mm. It wasn't a thing. We never faced it. Mm. And so it was just, it, that's a hard, hard thing to ingest and understand. Even when, when me, myself, I'm not African American, but, but feeling it and understanding it and understanding, you know, as you get older, it's wild, bro. It's wild. Traditions are, are traditions, they, they're impactful. They're important. Yeah. You know, if there's, if there's one tradition you can pass down to your kids, mm. what would it be? Don't 
Oh my gosh. Uh, I want my son. You know, for a long time, I did not want him. Uh, <laughs> I, I wanted him to experience different things besides what just what this town offers. Especially, and another, you know, this may sound weird, but especially as a white male, mm -hmm. I want him to understand that white male is not all there is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Go see the world, bro. Oh, yeah. Go experience new things. So as a tradition, I want him to get out of here. Get out. You Travel. may come back, right? I came back, but... There's a, I want him to be open-minded, and, and there's a certain mindset that I do not want him to have right. as he gets older right. that, frankly, is you know can be commonplace in this town. I don't want him to grow up like that. Mm -hmm. So traditionally, this is a, maybe this, I don't know, I don't know if this is tradition or not. I want him to leave and get out and do whatever he wants to do and experience different places and different people. Go across the world, dude. Travel. Travel's yes. a tradition, man. And not just stay in the U.S. and learn about the U.S. That's great. But holy smokes, totally different cultures in Asia and Europe and, oh man, Africa and, you know, wherever. All over the world. Physically experience it. Oh my gosh, because when you come back, you'll be like, holy smokes, I'm... I'm just a little tiny particle in this huge uh, world of, of rocks and boulders, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm trying to establish those types of traditions by getting him out of this place. Well, and you take him all Does that make sense? Too. Like, Not that this place him... is bad. This, no. this is a great town to live in, but yeah. it's got its issues just like every place. And I can tell you, just like you, moving around. Yeah, you can nitpick all over the place. Can... Oh, oh, you yeah. can nitpick it, but you got to find you got to find the best in the situations that you're in and have. Yeah, so for me, it's the same thing for Logan. Logan um, is is touchy to me because of his situation. When as you know, he's he's gone through so much as a kid. So Logan, like Elwine, my daughter, she she she's got a mom that loves her beyond belief and a dad that loves her beyond belief, and she's got the world. So there's nothing for me to really worry about. She's educated. She's for a little baby that's about to be five. She's way ahead of her years. So I'm not. I'm not worried. Logan was one where he was exposed to a lot mm. of bad. Mm -hmm. You know, through a traditional standpoint, mm -hmm. right? Where mom just didn't give a shit. She just didn't. She she put him in, in situations and they had beliefs generational traditions as well you know outlooks towards african americans racism all this stuff too that's just stuff that i didn't want him around you know what i mean right. so for for me it was how am i supposed to get and you know and i i was i always call myself a parent on a budget because i grew up even with him he grew up with me being poor so i had to budget how i was going to raise him i didn't have money to travel and you know but you being the fact that we're in this technological world, I was saying, look, we're going to go to YouTube and we're going to travel across the world and we're going to just learn about this different country or this different people. Bro, it made a world of difference because yeah. it opened his eyes to so much, you know? Yeah, good. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that is the number one tradition. I told, And he wants to get out too, right? Yeah. He, he wants to leave. 
But I said, you know, it doesn't matter. And I had to, I had to stress this to a lot of people. I learned that it's not about where you live physically. It's where you live emotionally and internally that matters most. Because if you can find yourself happy, happy, generally, you yourself are happy, then it doesn't matter where you are. You can make it wherever you go. And you can travel wherever the hell you want to go and come back. But as long as you're happy, it's fine, right? Yeah. I'm also over the top, so I'm like, impact your community. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you know, what are you going to do? If you don't like it here, what the hell are you going to do to make it better? And you take your kids... Where you go. I take them with Experience me this. Do this. Let's do this together. Let's meet this group. Yeah, I got to interview a guy. You want to come with me? Yeah. You know, I got to do a photojournalism project. Right? I love I that. Take, I love yeah. that. And it opens their eyes because they get different. They understand people from. That is another tradition for me with Logan. Mm-hmm. I take him everywhere with me so mm-hmm. that we can. He He's basically a part of my projects. Mm-hmm. And the things that that kid learns. Stick a camera in his hands. Yeah. Uh, sometimes yeah. I do. Yeah. I'm like, hey, record him. Or, hey, take a picture of him. But listen to what he's got to say. I always tell him. We're about to interview this guy. Listen to what he's got to say. And I always try to interview people that have a story. And he's just like... And then he gets into the conversations, too. I mean, it's, it's amazing to watch. Yeah. You know? Dion, I fucking love you. I, I just need to tell you. I'm serious. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this at all. I love both of you. I love you too, buddy. I'm sorry to leave you out. And that's not because I'm drunk right now. Uh, Are you? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I was like, what are you drinking? I'm not. I I finally finished that one I was nursing, but. No, you're good. No, but seriously, man. Moving on uh, to Coors Banquet now, by the way. I've moved on. There you go. Coors Banquet, the original. Coors Banquet, the original. Nobody wants that light stuff, man. Coors Banquet, Jesus. Yeah. Man beer. Nummy. I think for me, if I would pass something down, because of the experiences I've had the last couple of years, mm. the only thing I would encourage people who have kids and will make kids and <laughs> their own and so forth, spend, take time out of your day or your month or whatever busy life and just have a moment with your family. Mm. Because, you know, our generation... Or, my mom's generation, you know, they're about to pass on and you don't know what kind of impact it will have for you to just spend that time with them. Mm, so no doubt. So dude. true. So with me and I don't want to get all emotional about it, but yeah, um with my grandmother's situation that just opened me up to why we now spend a lot of time together as family, like once a month, because we wanna keep that Keep that going because it's something that my grandmother would have wanted, and I want to encourage that with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, let good. let all that bullshit aside that you have with family because you know at the end of the day, those grandmothers who are now the big mamas and the G moms and all of them, they're not gonna be around anytime soon mm-hmm. or any longer. So you want to just do what you can to be there with them. And, you know, just showing your face would mean so much to them. Oh, so no doubt. I, that's my only thing I would pass down because you never know. That's yeah. right. That's my only thing. Yeah. What were some of the uh, um, traditions that you had that were your favorite growing up? Um, me, I don't think it was a tradition. No, every time that we do something good. It was tradition for my dad to take us to 
um, Columbus Square Mall. Nah. <laughs> yes. Um, awesome. That's where, you know, where the Toys R Us and all them yeah. were there at that time. Yeah. Um, Hooters. Hooters was there. Hooters, sneakers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> that's just what I remember. No, I remember like Gay Furs and oh my yes. God, yeah. Corn Dog Seven. Yeah. yeah. So I would get so excited because I would bring home uh, my A's and B's and we would shoot up to Columbus um, and we'll go to the Columbus Square Mall, just go around, eat at Corn Dog Seven. Where were y'all living at the time? We were in Hertzboro. How far oh, is that? Wow. Just like. From here, it's like a forty-five minute drive. So y'all, y'all were driving to the city. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! I mean, we had Hertz either is tiny, bro. It yeah. is. We had either uh, Opelika, Auburn to go to, or Phoenix City, Columbus. So mm-hmm. normally it's always wow. Phoenix City, Columbus. But we would always go there, and then I would um, at the time get those. I don't know if you remember those uh, those electronic games with the little clicker or uh, like a football or. You, is that what you're talking about? The little, yeah, the little handheld games. They were, yeah. like, they were like Game Boys, but it was just one specific game. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah, those. I yes. would save money to get one of those, and I would, like, collect them. But it was tradition that I know that every time I bring home good grades, we would go cool and to the mall. Yeah. And I think oh, yeah. um, I outgrew that when I was, like, I want to say 12, 13, 14 years old. Then my sister came along. My sister would make good grades. And what he would do, it was take her to the mall and buy, like, some shoes. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was it was something of that nature that I liked as a kid as far as tradition. That's so cool. Though. But that was my, that's my only thing. I would just want to encourage people to have that time. And if you have that free time, go visit your family. That's an important message, man. That, I can't. That, that's a beautiful message. That's, you, that's so true. You know the differences that made in Logan's life when he was younger, and and you know my life was crazy, dude. It's always been crazy. I, y'all know that. But as a restaurant server, I didn't have time for my son. I'd have to take him with me half the time when I'm working morning shifts, just so I can spend time with him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't until I got good to where I was like, "What do you want to do? You want to go?" To the mall on Sundays? Mm. You know, do you want to go whatever? Whatever the hell it was. It could have been play with a stick on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Bell on a stick Tuesdays, you know? But Things get stable, and you could give him options. But the power behind setting traditions with your family, especially your kids, dude, it doesn't matter what the hell they are. Because yeah. kids love that time. Oh, my gosh. With yeah. their parents. That they is love. Oh that yeah, time. Graydon's love language is yeah. quality time. That's it, no doubt. That's most kids. All, that's all he cares about. Yeah, you spend time with him. That's all he cares he about. Care it doesn't doing. matter what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful thing, dude. That's a that's a hell of a point, dude. Seriously, because I didn't learn that until I was able to give that to him. Because you know, and you got to embrace that because they become teenagers or a little, oh, yeah, they don't want nothing to do with you. Yeah. It's it's interesting how that circles back around, though, because, you know, I lost my mom year before last, and you were talking about you getting emotional. Now I'm about to get emotional. But mm. it's, you know, I didn't know I was going to lose her. And, um, you know, my sister even says, like, you know, you, you were in denial about things like the, the, the signs were there, but it's almost subconsciously. I knew that something was coming not consciously, um, because I, or I was just getting older and I knew eventually she was going to pass away. 
but I started spending more and more and more and more and more time over there with her. You did. And with Dad. Even time before she got sick. Oh, yeah. It started to increase. And then, you know, as, as time, as she did get closer and closer to passing away, I was over there almost every day, if not every day. Mm-hmm. Um, because I knew that it wasn't going to be much longer. It is very important. Very important to spend that time with your parents, with your children, while you can. While you can. Yep. Tomorrow's not promised. And even if you have a situation like mine, my mother has, um, she has challenges. I'm not going to say issues. She just has challenges. And and to be fair and realistic, she deals with a lot of things mentally and, and given her life experience. For years, I would always dog her out on it because I was immature and I didn't realize that the shit that she had to go through to get to where she is just today, right. right at 76. Right. You have to be fair with your parents and understand that even though they go through their challenges, I'm not, I refuse to use the word issues because they can't help it, right? A lot mm-hmm. of times with the shit that they've gone through. So I've had to learn just this last year alone, you know, um, and Lord knows we've all lost people left to right. You know, when, when you realize that how short life is, I just had to, I had to take, you know, when mom passed away, well, your mom, I immediately had to take a step back and say, holy shit, and how rapid that was. And I'm not trying to go it back It was to that, fast, dude. But it was like literally a week. And Boom. I remember you telling me that how she, you found out she was sick. Yeah. It was almost like a Monday. And then by Wednesday, you were like, yeah, she's got maybe another day to go. I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, dude, I was like, what? Yeah, I didn't okay, know. Right I, up until the last minute. Yeah, so I didn't, you know, it, it's one of those things that is important, Dion. You, you nailed it on the, on the yeah, head you when, when you, you really take that shit for granted. You really do. I've taken it for granted. My, I'm not going to lie. I've taken it for granted my whole life. And I focused on bitching and, and fighting with my mom over stupid shit rather than just saying, that's just mom, man. She don't mean nothing by it, you know? It's not like she's throwing fucking pots and pans at me or stabbing me with a knife or something. <laughs> she's just got an opinion on shit, and she's yeah. just, she just believes stuff. And it's it's hard for for anybody to step out and just say, mm. "It's just mom," right? You know, it's just mom, right? I love. It's hard her. to back off and ignore it. it it's it so is, hard. dude. You know, when we're so passionate about what it we is. believe in. But at the end of the day, um, I can say that she is moral. And she's a damn good wife to my stepdad. And she's a damn good mom. And her whole life has been dedicated to her children. Yeah. So I'm saying, fuck her opinions. Like, what? Why, who am I to say you're wrong? That's what she believes. She's yeah. gone through life believing that shit. Who am I to be like, fuck your feelings? You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just learned how to accept it and just be like, all right, cool. Now, if it gets out of hand because she just... You got to speak up. You speak up and and whatever. But I do make the the opportunity to show up and to spend time with her because it is important. I just realized as I get older that you got to choose your battles. So some of them you just lose, right? You know, in my 30s, especially early 30s, I wouldn't put up with a lot of stuff that came from my mom, right? And she was still trying to treat me like a child, you know, in my 30s. You know, but I got older and I just let her say what she wanted to say about how I should uh, manage my life. 
then I just went back and managed my life the way I wanted to. Yeah. So why argue about it? Right. You know, but that was only because I got older and and I apply that to my life now. And and again, I think that's because I got older. Sit back, shut up, listen, and only speak up when it matters. Right. When it's really, 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 really. Right, right, right. I do that at work. You have Mm -hmm. to. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I like to push my mom's buttons. (laughs) Like, but your mama loves you, though. But you, you, you're, you're younger, and that makes a difference. I used to push the hell out of my mom's buttons, bro, big time, especially when she pushed mine in my 30s, you know? It was one time, she, I pushed her buttons to a point. She was like, well, I'm not going to make your favorite uh, your favorite peach cola. Like, you know what? I'm sorry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> take it I'm sorry. Let's, let's go to the kitchen. I'm going to take my peach cobbler. <laughs> a peach cobbler tradition. That's right. Right. Okay, so the next segment, because both of you all are new to this, the next segment is called, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Basically what it is, is an open discussion. Okay. You can rave or rant about something that's been on your mind. There's no host bar. Anything goes. Mm, okay, not specific to the topic necessarily. No, this is okay. completely... Whatever you want to rave or rant about, okay. the floor is yours. You want uh, to start? I can get started, yeah. All right. Okay. Let me just say this. Okay, this is a little bit of a rant, but it's mostly a rave. I don't know. You take it how you want to. Let me just say this. I personally love, and I, I, I hope this is at, in my head. I don't know if I'm making this up or not. I love the differences in people. To me, it's what makes the world go round, right? It is so important in who we are. It's so important to know about the differences in people because you don't want to be ignorant because ignorant leads to fear, right? If you're ignorant, then you're going to fear the differences in other people. Fear leads to hate. Yes, Yoda. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. Fear no, leads true. to hate. There's no doubt about it. So, um, and listen, call me naive, whatever you want to say. I get called that a lot. Call me blind to what's going on in the world. But be open-minded. Have an open mind. See the good in people. Because, and this is the naive part possibly, because to me, for me, I want to believe that there's more good in this world and more good in people than there is bad. bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's more positivity than negativity. And I, I believe that. I want to see that. Um, and so if it's naive or not, I'm going to force myself to think like that. Um, I just think that you should think like that. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable because you're going to look at everybody and judge everybody and think negatively about everybody, and your life is just going to suck. You're going to be depressed, anxious. You're going to be negative. You're going to be hateful, Mm. and there's no sense in living your life like that. Like we said, like I said earlier, you only live once, right? So live your life the best way you can. 
because tomorrow's not promised. So, like I said, um, try to see the best in people and enjoy the differences in people. It's, 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 it's what makes us the same, these differences. We realize that we're really not that different, right? Oh my gosh, yes, you do this different, you do this different. But, oh, we actually do this one thing the same. Mm. Isn't that nice? It's crazy. And you learn about each other, and you learn that we're really not as different as people think we are. Um, so that's my rant slash rave. That's a good one. Thanks. Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Well, let me just say this. <laughs> no matter how hard you love in a relationship, whether it works or it doesn't, don't let it stop you from loving hard moving forward. Mm. That's a really important lesson that I just learned recently. I've always believed it, but I've never thought about it. Right? No matter how hard you get crushed. Because at the end of the day, I walk away knowing that I gave my all. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. And that it was nothing that I did caused anything. That's a good one. So every other time, every time, because I love hard, I can't help it. That's just who I am. If I if I'm giving myself to somebody, I give myself completely. But if it doesn't work, you can't let it crush you. You just got to keep loving. Jaded. Yeah, you, you can't be jaded. Get, yeah. It's just you have to remember that you give you gave everything that you could, and that's all I got to say. You you have to live with yourself. That's it. Yeah. You have to live with yourself. Oh yeah. In the long run. I go to sleep like a baby because yeah. I know that I'm. Yeah. I'm golden. You you're trying. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you got to do. That's good to know. Let me just say this. <laughs> I hate when a person complains about a situation that they're in and they're not doing what they can to get themselves out of the situation. Mm. Like, if you hate Mm. your current job, but if you're not doing what you can to get yourself out of the current job Mm. to make, to better yourself, please shut the fuck up. Mm. I don't want to hear it. Mm. My big issue is certain people just whine and complain about things not going their way. But, excuse me, if you are not doing what you can to better yourself or get yourself out of that situation, I don't want to hear you complain. I don't want to hear you coming to me saying that why were this why were this busy or how come I can try to get myself out of this situation. If if you're not pulling your part, mm-hmm. shut up. Mm-hmm. Just be grateful at the current position that you're at because whatever your occupation or whatever you do, whatever your current situation is, I'm pretty sure people who are less fortunate will be glad to take your spot. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to better themselves to get themselves out of a situation. Mm-hmm. But you're complaining about these small things. Mm-hmm. Like, keep in mind, it's going to be like work-related. Keep in mind, you are at a job who is paying you. Could you're getting work. a check. Mm-hmm. Some people that can't get that. You're complaining about this job and you're leaving, you're clocking out, getting into your car. That someone doesn't have. Mm -hmm. Driving to your apartment or your house that no one has a roof to get food Mm -hmm. that no one has. To take a shower that no one can do. To get in a bed that no one has. Mm -hmm. People are sleeping on the streets. 
Mm-hmm. But you're complaining about a certain situation and you're not doing what you can to get yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's one thing I don't understand. Things are not handed to you. You have to work hard to earn them. And and if, if it's a current state where you're not satisfied with mm-hmm. those earnings or what have you. In the work situation. Right. You... Try to do what you can to get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, be grateful for what you have. Because I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Or quit and find something different. Nobody wants to hear that. I will quit to tell you, please get out my face with that, that, that negative vibe. I don't want that negative energy around me. That's too much. I mean, I we all have bad days. But at the end of the day... We have to understand that we are blessed and we are grateful because we're in positions that people have been thriving to get. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why you're complaining about this particular situation or this particular situation that you're in. Relationship, whatever it is. Relationship and not doing a damn thing about it. That's That's... My only main thing, I'm just going to leave it at that because... No, that's a big one. That, that annoys me. It is a really me. good one. Yeah. Have a solution. Don't don't come at me with your problems. What's your solution? Well, it's like when I was working for the devil last year, and I was in that position, and I tried. You know, I stuck it out for three years, you know, doing what I was doing, and it wasn't getting better. And I finally got to the point, well, because you're right. You get to that point where you keep bitching and bitching, but then what the hell was I doing about it? You know, I mean, I was trying mm-hmm. to move and and be. I mean, if you're trying, that's fine. Yeah, but yeah. If yeah. you're just sitting there and not doing anything at all to yeah, yeah. help you, then that's a problem. Well, because at some point it comes complacent, right? And I, I I became okay with just being like, oh, this is just the norm, right? But then I'd complain going home, and then not think of a solution. Yes, that is the thing, right? A solution. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't just bitch about it. Yeah. Think about how you're right? gonna make it better. That's that's all I got. <laughs> Very that's good. A great that's one. a good one. I like that one. All right, so yeah. that yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have any topics or questions or concerns, you can always reach out to us at Dion's Roundtable on Instagram. Um, also, I. Think I may be putting out another page on Facebook, but I'll I'll think about that. That's too much maintenance for me to do to monitor and control. It's just <laughs> I can barely you know how manage own. social media, right? Right. You can pay that. somebody. To do it. <laughs> I I know that. I know that. But if you have any questions or topics, any ideas for future episodes. Please reach out to us at Dion's Roundtable on IG. I hope you all, and Brian, this is your first round. Yes. Yay. So I hope you enjoyed. I loved it. And Christian, welcome back. Thank you. It's been a couple of a few episodes since you It's been a while. It's been a while. So welcome back. I can't wait to come back, Dion. Yes. Okay. Christian, Brian, any final words? Bye, everybody. That's it. I love you. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Oh, any final words? Y'all be good to each other. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to go get something to eat. 
Hell yes. I don't, mm. I don't know what I want. I don't know. either. I want something greasy, fat, and without no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, I can't do greasy. I gotta have a salad. Why? I'm trying to lose weight. Look at this. Look at this right here. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's embarrassing. Wendy's. Oh, they have salad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're not healthy. Oh, wait a minute. Um, Chicken sandwich. Oh, Popeyes. They Popeyes. Don't have, they don't have salads. That's all right. I, mean, you... <laughs> <laughs> I just gave in. I just gave in. Popeyes. Right. Okay. Popeyes, so. so Popeyes is it. Popeyes it is. Okay. Oh, perfect. Well, we will talk to you all later, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.